Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. We're driving south today for Song of the Soul. Not so hard a choice when I live in a very northern state like Wisconsin, but we're going all the way down to South Carolina to the very rural homestead of Christine Stay. With her rural husband, Aidan Quinn, they make beautiful music together under the sobriquet Friction Farm, and you might say that they are a modern folk duo. In addition to finding them at the usual folk haunts like Kerrville or the South Florida Folk Festival, you might also find them in your kitchen preparing a meal for you as part of one of their farm-to-table house concerts. Of course, these days, a better bet is to join them on Facebook at one of the Elevenses concerts. Their beautiful vocals and graceful and rich instrumental accompaniment will carry you to a better place as Christine Stay joins us via Zoom from Cleveland, South Carolina. Christine, how delightful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. It's really nice to uh, meet you and have a, a chat with you. And it's really joyful. You have a, a joyful visage. Is that PTSD from the recent election? or is, <laughs> Where does that smile come from? Is it just what you carry all the time? It's what I try to as much as I can. So I'm looking out the window as well as the computer. It's a gorgeous day here. The leaves are turning. I can see the mountains. So I have no reason not to smile. Well, down there in South Carolina, I can imagine they're turning. We have turned, and <laughs> I'm here in Wisconsin. Uh, how long have you lived in South Carolina? I understand you're near Greenville in a place called Cleveland. So we moved to Greenville. We lived in downtown Greenville 10 years ago and then decided that we wanted to build a house out in the woods. So we did that. And we literally, with our own hands, built, I mean, we had help, but we literally built our own house. And Cleveland is 20 or 30 minutes north of Greenville in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's a really nice place to be. We're kind of in the middle of nowhere. I saw via your website, which folks, by the way, is frictionfarm.com. I saw via your website that you live in a sustainable home in South Carolina. And since you built it yourself, what's so sustainable about it? So we use a method of construction called structural insulated panels. And they create a very tight envelope, which requires very little heating and cooling of the house. It maintains its temperature. And we have solar panels. Although we're grid-tied, we provide about 80% of our own electricity. And we have a big garden and uh, some fruit trees. So what kind of fruit trees do you have there? I'm a I'm, I'm fruit lover. Of course, peaches is our big thing. But we also planted, because I believe in the impossible, a satsuma tree, which is their little um, tiny little oranges, mandarin oranges. There's no reason why they should grow here, but we have 11 satsumas on our tree this year, and it's been in the ground a couple of years. 
Well, first thing I had the question of, and I did a little bit of searching via the internet and admittedly not very in depth, but I did some searching and I couldn't find out what the origin of the name Friction Farm is. <laughs> is this a highly guarded secret or where did no, it come from? No, it's not. It's just sort of a, a silly way of coming up with a name. We found that our inspiration for writing songs is mostly the bad stuff in our lives, the friction, the things that rub up against us and create friction. And we have a choice with what to do with that. And what we wanted to do was to use that as fertile ground to be creative and to grow something better from that. So Friction Farm. Your husband, Aiden, is the other part of Friction Farm. I imagine there's no friction between you, fortunately. I love ideal marriages. <laughs> We've been home for eight <laughs> months together. <laughs> My sense is that relative to many people who kick off their careers, you kicked off your musical recording career a bit later than maybe some of your cohorts of your age. So tell me about how you got there. Aiden and I met in college and he played guitar and I had never played an instrument, never sung, nothing. We got together not around music just around meeting each other in college, liking each other. And it would be another 10 years before I started playing. He joined a, a group of musicians just playing. And when they didn't have a bass player, and I thought, that doesn't seem like it's so hard. I bet I could learn how to do that. <laughs> and the next day he came home with a bass for me to play. So we played other people's songs and I found it very easy to learn. And shortly after that, I just started writing songs and I didn't know it was something I wanted to do or could do, but that's how it all started. Were you a poetry writer or anything like that? No, not really. I'm, I'm a, an avid reader and I like poetry and, and I like short stories. And the first songs were horrible. I did, they were horrible, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I liked the process. <laughs> and probably better than what I diddied together when I was 12 years old. Hello, hello, what is your name? Hello, hello, I do not know. I think you could beat that pretty easily. <laughs> probably, but, you know, I was a couple decades older, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, let's launch into your Song of the Soul. And again, you know, I've asked you to pick out about 25 minutes of music, a little bit less than that, of the Songs of Your Soul. And so what did you decide to start out with? Since I was talking about where I live, I'm going to say the song Stars. Okay. And do you know many of your constellations? Not really. I mean, I know the big ones, the ones that everybody knows. And I've had the great fortune of standing next to some astronomers while they point up and, and show me different things and give me all the, the history, but it never sticks in my brain. Is there a place or maybe you're surrounded by woods? Can you look up and see the stars or do you have to go on to the top one of your fruit trees or something? <laughs> no, we intentionally, because we built the house over the clearing, there's a porch that juts out in a triangle like the bow of a ship. And you can lie out there at night and look up and it's very dark here. And we just have a spectacular sky. And I just, it makes me feel very tiny. And for whatever reason, that makes me feel secure to know that I'm just a little tiny thing out here in the universe and that I don't matter that much. But, you know, the stars, they're disappearing. I mean, not literally, but we can't see them anymore for most of the country. So to find a place where we can still have a night sky that's full of stars is a really rare and wonderful thing. 
actually one of my deepest spiritual experiences, one of the top five or six of my life, includes when I was living in Africa, when I was Peace Corps volunteer, and walking across, it was actually a soccer field at night, and I had an in-body, out-of-body experience rising up into the universe, the galaxies, the, the whole things. And, of course, the stars were so vibrant overhead as they would be. I lived in a village where there was no electricity, anything. So it was a different experience. So I think I'm with you on this. Well, let's play your song. It's called Stars, and it's from your CD called So Many Stars. It's by Christine Stay of Friction Farm.
that glorious glimpse of eternity is courtesy of today's guest for Song of the Soul, Christine Stay. She is one half of Friction Farm. Her partner, Aiden, is the other half of Friction Farm. Their website is frictionfarm.com and stars, stars, stars. Wow. It's a really, truly beautiful song. You know, you said earlier, Christine, that you didn't start singing until, I don't know what, your 20s, 30s, whatever. You hadn't thought about that. And that kind of blows my mind. You sing so beautifully. Do you have to go through training for this? Or is this just the natural gift that is part of Christine's stay? I have never had any vocal lessons. So I guess it's just what I sound like. Not even from Aiden? He's not your coach? (laughs) Actually, from Aiden's sister, who is also a singer, Siobhan Quinn. And she has a spectacular voice and has been a voice teacher. And she's given me a few, you know, 10-minute lessons and helped out quite a bit. The chorus of the song says, When the last star dies of loneliness, what will we make wishes on? Can you remember a single wish you've made upon a star? I remember that that was a thing we did as kids and especially shooting stars. When you'd see a shooting star, that was, that was a big wish, but I don't really remember any of them and I haven't done it as an adult, but maybe I should start doing that again. (laughs) While they're still there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is this Cleveland, this area where you live now near Greenville, South Carolina, is it a night sky that's too lit up as well? No. So it's funny when when I tell people that I'm from South Carolina and they say, oh, where are you from? I say, oh, Greenville. And if they've heard of that, I say, well, actually, we're from Traveler's Rest, which is little town next to Greenville. And they go, if they've heard of that, I say, well, actually, we get our mail from Marietta and they haven't heard of that. No one's heard of that. And I'm like, well, then you're really not going to hear from our town because we don't even have a post office, but it's Cleveland. So it's just a group of houses and a single intersection. (laughs) It's pretty dark out here. Yeah, I was talking to Claudia Schmidt and Sally Rogers earlier this year, and I was informed that they both now live in this area. You know, you wouldn't expect it in the Northeast, but there's some long area there that is especially a dark area from space. You look down and you can see it's one of the dark areas of the country, which is so wonderful to be able to live in that, of course, and it means you get to experience more of the world. One of the things that I was curious about is your religious spiritual background. Before we got on the air, you mentioned you grew up Catholic. And how Catholic was this family? I would say that my grandmother was very, very Catholic. You know, she never missed church. She was very much a believer on a a real spiritual level. My dad went to church, but I don't, I wouldn't say that I felt like he was committed, but we were all raised Catholic and we all went to church every Sunday. Was your first communion day a big day for you? Did you get dressed up all pretty and fancy and was a big celebration? It was. I remember communion mostly because of the dress and shoes, you know, because it's, it's all about the outfit. That was, you know, your, your typical little girl. So that's what I remember about that. But then I was never confirmed as a Catholic. So I uh, just made that choice. How did that work out? It was interesting. I mean, I, I took it seriously because I, I shared a lot of the beliefs, uh, the, the philosophy of Catholicism, but it just 
didn't all work for me. And when it came down for me to say, yes, I am choosing this, I couldn't honestly do it. So I didn't. And I went to my dad and said, what they're asking me to do is say, I really believe, and that would be a lie. So I can't do it. And then I kind of leaned back and I waited for him to be angry at me. And he said, oh, oh, that's what this is for. That's fine. If you don't want to do it, you shouldn't do it. And it's great that you're adult enough to make that decision. And I kind of sighed a bit of relief. And he said, and if you are the adult, you get to tell your grandmother. (laughs) And I did. And it was okay. What was her reaction? I mean, I imagine it was a sigh and a a disappointed shake of the head, that kind of thing. It was a sigh and disappointment. I think, I mean, I framed it in a way that said, I respect your belief. That's why I can't lie about having it. But she also asked me not to write it off completely, to keep an open mind as I got older. And I think I did. But I'm still not a Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a point where you did write it off? I just became a a nothing for a long time. And it really just didn't matter to me. I knew what was good and right in the world spiritually and what wasn't. And I didn't need a doctrine for that. And eventually, what I really missed was the sense of community for people who had similar beliefs. And at that point, I discovered the Unitarian Universalists. And that is what I now call myself, although, you know, we're not card-carrying members or anything. (laughs) Do they issue cards? I don't know. I don't, I know I'm an official Quaker, but they didn't issue me my card. And if they didn't, (laughs) I want to know why. (laughs) Yeah, no, I didn't get a card either. I don't think so. Well, uh, let's see some more of your spirituality, which I think really shines beautifully through your music with another song. What would you care to share? Well, since we're talking about spirituality, I guess uh, angels would be a good fit. (laughs) Well, tell me about angels. It was written because there was a lot of news happening. I don't even remember exactly what was in the news, but it was all bad. And I realized that's kind of the job of the news is to tell us the bad things. Nobody gets on the six o'clock news and says, hey, it was a great day and nothing really happened. I mean, they just wouldn't sell any ads for that. So they find the bad things. But if you look around, there's a lot of good stuff. And it's little things. It's just individual people doing individual good little things that adds up to making the world a decent place to live. That gives me so much hope and so much strength. I recognize from the first verse of this song, and she persisted, right? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if that was the starting point for it or just one of the things picked up along the way. You said you can't remember the bad stuff going on, but somehow I figure that's got to mix. The bad stuff going on. (laughs) Well, folks, you're going to find more deep spirit from Christine Stay and Aidan Quinn, her husband, as they collectively, as Friction Farm, share this song, Angels. Daughter would still fight 
To speak her mind, to have a say in her own civil rights When men declare her voice categorically dismissed There will always be women who persist There will always be, there will always be Women who persist There will always be There will always be Women who persist My forefathers came by ship Together with their clan Architects of their own dreams Was this part of the plan For every thug who guards the gate With a raised clenched fist There will always be men who coexist There will always be There will always be spark falls on tinder to ignite a raging fire growing much too big to fight malicious mobs may tattoo numbers on the wrists but there will always be angels in our midst there will always be there will always be We've got Christine Stay here with us today for Song of the Soul. She and her husband Aiden together are Friction Farm. Frictionfarm.com is the website. The link, of course, is on northernspiritradio.org. That song is Angels. And if you go to the website, I don't think you'll find it yet because it hasn't been released. What's your plans for the Angels? It, it, by the way, and I, it makes me cry in part because of the beauty, the visioning of particular angels in our midst, you're singing with the fact that there are 
this affirmation is so beautiful and you share it so beautifully through music. So thank you for that. And thank you for bringing it here today for Song of the Soul. So what's going to happen with this song as it goes out and converts the world to a better way of... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope that's what happens. We're planning on releasing it officially, whatever that means. We're hoping that we have a whole album's worth of songs ready to go in January. We're working on it right now. And it's, uh, it's an odd time in music to know what we're supposed to do with this collection of songs now that we're not out on the road and we don't know if people are listening to CDs, but we're going to make the music and put it out there and that will be by January. As you said, you know, usually you're out traveling around, uh, you're doing your music, uh, the South Florida Folk Festival or Kerrville or house concerts. I understand that you're something of a cook and that there's a, a bit of an unusual approach to providing concerts that you do where you call it farm to table. Could you explain to our listeners what that is? Well, uh, when we were when we were out on the road, we would offer to, to make dinner, a kind of an intimate house concert, in which we would show up and make dinner and then play music. And for us, it was really fun because I got to be in someone else's real kitchen, uh, as opposed to you know cooking in a hotel room or in our van, and you know just enjoy a home cooked meal. And there is something kind of spiritual about sitting at a table and breaking bread with people. It's really, for me, how to build community. So I love combining that with music. Absolutely. Because, you know, as Quaker, we don't have any of the kind, and I know you as you, you, there aren't the sacraments that we grew up with as Catholics, right? There's communion is a big deal. Like you said, first communion was a, when I was seven when I had my first communion. And so that shared meal, you know, the table of the Lord kind of thing. For me, I think that Quaker potlucks are the equivalent of that spiritual community table. It sounds like you do it as even part of your concerts. What would you cook, by the way? Well, we try to get what people are interested in, what they can't have. Uh, So I like just big stews. And one of the things I like to do is a tagine. It's got some North African spices in it, and it can be done vegetarian or not. So that's an easy thing for me to make. Aiden makes his own pasta. So we have done that on occasion, but... And do you have to have this menu pre-approved by the people you're doing this for? Oh, yeah. Or you, you don't just surprise them. A tagine, I, after my Peace Corps volunteer times, I traveled for a couple months through West Africa, including going through Morocco. First time I had tagine and developed my own taste for it, right? That might be too much of a surprise for in Norwegians here in the upper Midwest <laughs> who, you know, like you put, you put spice in. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, by the way. If I said, knock my socks off, what would you prepare? Oh, I don't know. What would I prepare as a vegetarian meal? So I find some of the most interesting things are to really let the ingredients shine, but put them in interesting combinations. And since we've been home, we've been mostly eating out of the garden and then adding grains. And I've been combining 
whatever is in seeds, like, well, this is what's ripe. Let me put that together and what kind of spices. And it's been, uh, it's been a really fun experience. And lately, we have a winter squash called a Seminole squash. And I have done a curry version with the Seminole squash that is pretty exciting because the squash is a little sweet with the hot spicy curry. So that's what I would do for you today anyway. Okay, you're invited. (laughs) (laughs) And I would also like to invite you to share another song. What's next? I'm going to say, Katie, raise your sails. Evidently, since this is from your, I read your book album, it's connected with a book, but I don't know it. And I feel remiss because of that. (laughs) Well, the book is Charles Darwin's Voyage of the Beagle. Okay, sure. It's just his journal of getting onto that boat and sailing around the world, which he had never seen before. And it's filled with science and and observation. Aiden and I are both sciencey geeks. So that was pretty interesting to us. But the inspiration isn't exactly the book. It is the book, our copy of the book. Because inside, we got it at a used bookstore, and there's an inscription which says, To Katie... On her 14th birthday, love granddaddy Paul. Ah. (laughs) Well, it's dated July 1961. And I think that that's just amazing that a man who was a grandfather in 1961 would give his granddaughter a book like that about science and travel and exploration. And it just was beautiful to me that he would give her that gift. And you take that story, that song, that inspiration, and you create the song, Katie Raise Your Sails. And so we here we get to hear Christine Stays share her song of the soul. Here is Katie Raise Your Sails.
Set your sights on the western sky Another beautiful song from Friction Farm, which is Aidan Quinn and Christine Stay. Christine is with us here today for Song of the Soul, which you all know is a Northern Spirit Radio production. Our website, northernspiritradio.org. On that site, you'll find all 15 years of our programs, all of our guests. We've been doing Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action for 15 years, folks. There's a lot of wonderful musicians, activists, people who are transforming the world towards beauty and healing through their work and their music, and Christine Stay is one of them. Also on that site, you'll find a place to comment on these interviews. So you've heard Christine now. You're going to hear more of her. Please come to our website and comment on how this visit with Christine affects you, uh, how these songs land in your heart, and uh, also rate the programs. And there's a donate button if you care to help out Northern Spirit Radio to persist. We do that because we do it in community, and you as a listener are part of this community. Please do give us your feedback. Help us if you can. But remember, especially to support your local media. Your local radio stations are so important. The community radio stations, I'm kind of doubting that where Christine lives, which is out in the country, in the boondocks, I think as we would call it, Cleveland, near Greenville, South Carolina, I doubt that there's a community radio station that reaches you, but you probably had contact with them as you've traveled and toured. We love community radio. We can get uh, WNCW from North Carolina bounced in through a couple repeaters. But we also, thanks to the internet, get to have a lot of other radio from communities that we've traveled through. And, and they've been very supportive of us as artists. But also, when you drive through and you get the local flavor of radio on your dial, it's a nice thing, nice way to feel connected to a community. Well, I really encourage all listeners to support your local community radio. Local media is so absolutely important, just as you said, Christine, to provide that local flavor instead of just the one size fits all for the entire United States, you know, as if that one artist is going to be all of the latitude of expression that I need. And so I'm so thankful that you and, of course, Aiden and Abstentia bring today as Friction Farm to Northern Spirit Radio. You mentioned both you and he are science geeks. Uh, you are a materials engineer of some sort. And just so you know, by the way, I, I've been doing, as I said, these Northern Spirit Radio programs for 15 years. So it may surprise you that for 25 years before that, I was a computer programmer consultant. My majors while I was in college were physics, computer science, math, and speech communication. So... Wow. <laughs> There's one of my aspects that got to be highlighted only in <laughs> starting in 2005. What about you? I mean, if you're a self-proclaimed geek, you don't look near geeky enough. <laughs> oh, well, I keep it well hidden. Yeah, I studied materials engineering in college and I worked in that field and I liked it as an education. I just didn't love it as a job. And it was certainly just a job, not a vocation by any means. So uh, we took the risk and, and gave that up. And it was, it was hard. Was your interest in music, was it rock? I mean, uh, did you want to bang some heads? Did you want to scream out Janis Joplin tunes? Because uh, you, you self-describe as a modern folk duo. 
No, my interest wasn't in rock. It was in energetic, emphatic self-expression. And I thought that that meant lots of volume and yelling. But of course, it doesn't. It's very hard to be heard when you're screaming. (laughs) So I had a moment to think about that and decide what I really wanted to do and how we wanted to express ourselves and what we wanted to do with music. And it was a real, a real shift. And we decided what we wanted to do was use it to help create the world we want to live in. So we're trying. Well, let's create a way some more with another example of music from Friction Farm and from Christine Stay. What shall we share? All right. So we'll give you another new one. This one's called Rosalinda. Aiden and I are both the children of immigrants, and we don't feel that that makes us very unusual in any way. We look at our moms and say they are like every other mom in the world. All they want is for us to be happy and for us to have a slightly better life than they did, or at least a decent life. That's it. They want us to be safe and happy and healthy, and that's it. Like every mom. And I started to see that we were characterizing not just the process of immigration, but the immigrants themselves as something other than us. And I just wanted to highlight that you can disagree with how people are coming to this country, but we can't dehumanize people. And we, and we, we have to know that they are like us. They might not be choosing all, making all the right decisions. Who is? but they are decent human people who care about their children. And is Rosalinda a real identifiable person or is she envisioned? No, she's not a real person. And I, we just looked at some of the pictures that we saw of people coming to the border. Well, this is Rosalinda by Friction Farm. Christine Stay as our guest for Song of the Soul. Let's send out our hearts and our loves and our building of community through this song, Rosalinda.
names Both of those women carried hope in their veins They are gone from us now But their spirit remains Rosalinda Carry that flame so very happy to have Christine stay here today for Song of the Soul. Rosalinda is the song, and you won't find it yet on the frictionfarm.com website because it hasn't been released, but maybe around January, you're going to be able to find this in a collection released by that. Uh, By the way, as I was looking through your website, I was counting up. I think I found six CDs that you've produced. Maybe they're singles in addition to that. I have no idea. So your first release, I think, was back in 2004, Believe. Wow. Start with a small topic, why don't we? (laughs) What do you believe, Christine? Well, you know, the CD was titled, this is kind of ironic given the day that we're talking about this, but it was a belief in the country and the dream of what our country could be is what we were talking about in that title cut. And here we are. All these years later, still trying to hold on to believing in that. Yeah, not knowing. It's difficult for me because I I look for that of God in everyone. I try and raise up the good that I see in everyone. And I'm profoundly disillusioned by people who, even if they're a minority of the country, a slight minority, (laughs) do not value the fact that the highest values of the country matter more than some arbitrary partisan win. I mean, that's, I think that's a fair characterization. I don't want to besmirch anyone because I know there, there are good people on both sides, but I truly believe that there are good people. Even people who do the most horrendous things have good in them, but it's so disillusioning. How's your disillusion index doing? Well, especially where I live, (laughs) in a very red part of the country, it's difficult. But I agree with you when you say there's good in each of us. But I think for a while, we haven't been fostering that good. We've been fostering the other side. We've been feeding that and giving it energy. And we really need to turn that around and, and nourish the good in people. Nourish a little bit more good in us with another song. So we'll do another book song. The song is called These Days, and the book was The Cellist of Sarajevo. So people are familiar with the the cellist himself, I think, during the Civil War in Bosnia, after a bombing, a cellist 
went and played music every day to honor the victims. And he sat out there, even though there were snipers in the area, and he just was a sitting target. So I thought that that was a really beautiful response to an ugly thing. And as I read the book, the book is a work of fiction, and these different characters are making really deep connections with themselves and with their sense of morality over the most simple things like getting water or going to work. They each become life and death and a question of their value system and their their beliefs and their morality. So I thought the book was really fascinating. And then I started thinking, well, I hope I don't have to be in some sort of war or catastrophe to start making those choices as well. I want to re-examine myself and my commitment to morality and humanity before anything horrible happens and forces me to make that choice. And then maybe I'll be better prepared if I ever have to be in that life and death situation. I think there are four verses in the song, The Darkest Hour and, you know, Skies Turn Dry. Could you talk a little bit about what you're focusing on that as people go into the song, what you're looking at? I was trying to focus on different situations that challenge us as we go through our lives, but I was also trying to tie a little bit into the book. There's Obviously, there's a musician, the cellist, but one of the characters works in a bakery. Another is going to get water because the water is shut off in his building. So I tried to tie those things in. You know, the basic life-sustaining things, bread, water, and music (laughs) were there for me. (laughs) And then tie wrapping it all up with our sense of nationality and community. You talk about the choices between, you know, there's a lot of bad things, but on the positive side, you refer to hip shaking, peacemaking, and baking. (laughs) And we've already heard that you love cooking. Yes. So uh, what do you do better, hip shaking, peacemaking, or baking? Right now, I would say nobody wants to see me dance. I do it in the living room. I, you know, I just sometimes that I'm feeling bad. I get up and I dance around the living room and it makes me feel great, but nobody wants to see that. I'm good at the baking. I once baked a pie a week for a year in order to be a better pie maker. And now I'm baking bread every week. And I would love to be a better peacemaker, but I'm working on it. I think you do it through your music. I think what we're going to do is go out with this song. First of all, I want to say, I hope to get to know Aiden. I've heard your voice throughout these songs, and I love your singing. And I've heard harmonies with him and a little bit of him singing, which I think makes this so rich, uh, the the whole work of Friction Farm. So I do hope to talk to Aiden in the not-too-distant future and hear his song of the soul. Are you the only songwriter for your group? We are both the writers. I'm wordier than he is. So more of the words are mine, but he definitely contributes and edits. And the music is a lot his more than mine. But right now, he is arranging our health insurance. So he's doing good work for us. So we're going to conclude today's Song of the Soul with Christine Stay of Friction Farm with this one last song. It's from her recording, I Read Your Book. The song is These Days, Christine, you have no idea what a breath of fresh air, what a a beam of light you've brought into my, my life. And I hope everybody who's listening life today by joining us here for Song of the Soul. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for asking. This has been a really, really wonderful conversation. So we go out again. Christine Stay, FrictionFarm.com. The song is These Days. Enjoy it thoroughly. Help it transform your life. And we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul, These Days.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.